Hello and Merry Christmas, Do You Expect to Talk is back at last, and this time on time-ish, well, on YouTube anyway, uh, for the Christmas commentary. Um, sorry we've uh, been so slow recently, I know we apologised on the last episode, but we're now uploading uh, to YouTube until we fully upload the uh, feed as we speak. We should should be done by next month, hopefully, but it it, it is what it is, but it will be over there. Anyway, uh my name is Chris, or I send Cinematronics, and uh, it's Christmas commentary time. And with me, as ever, is Dave and Rebecca. Hello, Good guys. Day. So, um, I forget whose choice is it today. This is Becca's. It's Becca's choice. It's right. my fault. <laughs> why? Of why? Have, have you picked a terrible film for us? Uh, I have actually picked a film which is nearly as old as me. So it's Jane Auntie Christmas classic Gremlins. <laughs> yes, that, that 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 festive classic. We all sit round with all the family. <laughs> Heartwarming <laughs> stories about characters' fathers playing Christmas, Father Christmas, and yes, um, a lot more violent than what you remember. I I um I dare say, despite the fact it's a little bit of a classic, I dare say there are people listening to this now. Certainly, some younger uh, listeners who may not have seen it. It's a nineteen eighty four film. Um, and it's in that sweet spot where practical effects had got extremely good, but CG hadn't really come along yet. So you, you've got a sort of lot of stop motion and puppeteering mm. here. And um, whilst I've always been a CG defender, in this particular case, it's mu- it's all the better for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, all, all the model work, all the kind of live camera, you know, um, live in camera effects are, are fantastic. But so you do kind of have that really early blend. Um, but I think, but, you know, kind of really does hold up as well. I mean, obviously, a lot of films of this era perhaps don't, you know, starting to creak a little bit now, much like myself um, and others of my of my, um, of my generation. Um, but yeah, it's kind of one of the few films that kind of does. I mean, you know, it's going to be a little bit dated, but largely stands up. Mm. Um, also, it's one of those kind of little oddball kind of classics, and it's perhaps just on the fringe. And you sort of, I put out a tweet. Um, you know, what are some of your favourite Christmas movies? Ones that you come back to time time again. Um, I've had a lot of like, obviously, The Muppets. Um, it's Wonderful Life. Sort of, you know. It, um, like heartwarming sort of things, but I think this is probably one that's is quite fun as well. It's quite memorable because it is so quirky as well. Um, yeah. And then obviously you had Gremlins Two, which had Christopher Lee in it. So yeah, Gremlins Two was about six years after this. Um, yeah, I always thought it was the stronger film, less atmospheric but stronger. But I did see it a few years ago, and I'm not sure if I agree with myself on that now. Mm. Uh, Joe Dante is. It, it gets uh, four points for having balls to. Go out and be completely different to. Oh, very, very different. So different, so it, different. It's, it's not like it's not like a Home Alone sequel. Do you know what I mean? Where it's the same thing with a slightly different setting. It's yeah. very different. Um, Joe Joe Dante, you would know from The Howling, um, Inner Space, which I know at least one of our listeners is a huge fan of. The Burbs, the Tom Hanks film. Um, what else did he do? I can't oh. think. Now. Yeah, he's um, he's. I don't know. Um, you know what? I'm struggling to think now. <laughs> Those are the things he's best known for. Um, um, his first film was Piranha, which is um, uh, sort of, I, th- I think that might be in the sort of um, Roger Corman sort of arena. And Roger mm. Corman gave an awful lot of, because um, the Piranha 2 was uh, James Cameron. Uh, and there are a few others who got their start in, in those films. Um, so a lot of those kind Jack, of effects Jack heavy Nicholson. Kind of- Horrors, horror films. Roger Corman films, yeah. Um, Space, the Howling, Grimmins, yeah. Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Cop. Le- less, uh, less busy in recent years, but then he's 75 now. 
Um, so he was in his 30s when he made this, his late 30s. Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? Just it genius. Um, okay, so the um, howling yeah no, that, oh, that was it oh. yeah the only other the howling um has got uh d wallace in it who was the mother in et and there's there's a little bit of spielberg about dante as well and even the the sort of feel of this film they, they, they feel like there's, there's uh, often a bit of a crossover sometimes in the little matinee as well yeah i've not seen matinee um, uh, the twilight zone yeah he did, he did episodes of Police Squad, which is the Police TV Squad. the TV. Episode of MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. CSI New York. All right. Um, of Tomorrow. Yeah. So that, anyway, that's what his on. sort of background is. He's very um, much like a horror slash comedy kind of kind of guy. Yeah, that's all blunt. Yeah. Um, okay. So what else do that's we want to say about this film before we go into it? In case we forget to mention it, uh, it's shot on the back same back lot as Back to the Future. So I think that's why I picked it, because I'm a big Universal fan, so I thought, yeah. right, we'll go for Universal. The establishing shot, which we'll get to at the start of the film, is the same with, like, it, it's the square, but with, like, a matte painting to give it a different background, a snowier sort of background. Um, but, like, the cinema is the same one Marty sort of crashes a DeLorean in at the end of that first film. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it probably was a relatively cheap film, I would have thought. Um, and it, 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 I think the one thing I'd say about Gremlins is it was a new IP at the time. I'm amazed we've only ever got two of them. Jerry Goldsmith's score, which would make it a big thing with Charlie. 11 million budget, which isn't massive, but it's just the sort of thing that doesn't really get made anymore. Uh, Zach Galligan, um, we don't really see much of anymore. And Phoebe Cates sort of uh, quit the business i think she may be back in the business now but she's married to kevin klein and i think she went away to sort of raise family um yeah i don't really sort of see her very much on the big screen do you it's, yeah she, she was very much a 80s heart for wasn't she because um, she was in uh fast uh, times fast times yeah, yeah. 80s, but yeah. That's what she's. Uh, there's a there's a screenshot from that everyone's very fond of. <laughs> yeah, but 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 then that, that's the um, that's the whole point of it. It was like a dream sequence, wasn't it, for Judge Reinhold? Yeah, um, Judge Reinhold. Another, Corey, to be another, another one that uh, big star for a while. Um, but then this is getting on for forty years ago now. So obviously, um, e- even if they'd been famous for decades afterwards, it's possible it <laughs> lasted till now. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen Judge Reinhold in a very, very long time. I'm, I'm presuming if they ever do get Beverly Hills Copper off the four off the drawing board, yeah, hopefully we, he'll be in it. We may see him, but that's about it. So I've, I only sort of know him for Beverly Hills Cop and Gremlins, and that's it. He'll be, he'll yeah. be the exactly. he'll be the chief in California, even in uh, LA, wouldn't he? I'm sure. Probably. Yeah, probably. I, I can't imagine um, whatever he's called. Ronnie Cox is still head of police at whatever age he is. Yeah. All right, so let's get on with this. Uh, so Christmas commentary every year for those of you who are sort of newer to us. Uh, the last couple of years, they've got, they've gone out in very early January just because of our time schedules. I think we've managed to sort of get it out before the 12 days of Christmas is up as a bit of a cheat, and that's about it. We take in turns to pick. So Chris last year picked... Um, Jingle Away. Jingle Away. Uh, it's Becker's this year. It'll be me next year. It's something we put outside of our numbered episodes. But if you go back through our history, particularly on YouTube, they're all available. We didn't do one the first year we were around. So they start in 2016 with um, It's a Wonderful Life. So this will be our sixth. 
Um, and, oh, we've been doing uh, it that long as well. It's, it's oh, crazy. God. Yeah, we've that done. That is crazy, isn't it? Oh, we've done, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. We've done uh, Love Actually. We've done Scrooged, Jingle All the Way. I think there's another. There's another one I'm forgetting in there. Trading somewhere. places. Trading places. Trading places. That was it, of course. Yeah. Um, and I know Nick's dear's choice, but more on that later on. Okay, Chris. Yes. So, um, so get your copy or of uh, Gremlins or whatever it is you're watching it on. Uh, and you can watch with us. Obviously, there may be some lagging differences depending on the, the you know, format. Yeah, the format. I'm on DVD. <laughs> That's worth explaining, actually, very quickly, because we haven't done a commentary for a while. If you were in a PAL territory and watching a DVD, you get 25 rather than 24 frames per second. So t- when we're 24 minutes into the film, uh, you'll be 25 in. So you, you, you end up going through a film and finding yourself finishing about four minutes earlier. Mm. Um so Becca may have that problem, but we'll just deal with it as we can. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's it's fine because we're just pleased Becca's upgraded from cine film to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> upgraded from laserdisc. Mm. Upgraded from etchings. I'm 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 watching it on my, my I'm watching it on my iTunes copy, so I'm watching oh. it on streaming it online. Yeah. Chris, did you get did you get your copy of No Time to Die because that was released very first on iTunes? I haven't yet got it yet. No. <gasps> Um, well, I'm waiting for a 4K version because uh, I'd, I'd get it. It's got the most extras on it, apparently. Well, well you know, I, th- I think it'd be a bit foolish just in case uh, Sansa has other ideas. He might, he might put a copy in my stocking. So maybe he might. Yes, I think, I think that's on the way. So m- maybe, if not, then I'll, I'll probably purchase it at some point down the road. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. A heartwarming I'm sh- tale of a man who can't touch his girlfriend because he's diseased. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got poison. Oh dear. A man who decides to die with a cuddly toy stuffed down his pants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not being funny, but you know, did you ever think Bond would go out that way? Like, <laughs> it's not, no, it's not like he's rolled up an extra pair of socks to put down there or something. It's not, it's not. Really look at the size of my package. It was in the side of his suspenders. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm being suspenders flipping. American term, by the way. He wasn't wearing like hosiery. Braces. <laughs> Braces, yeah. I don't know why the American term came to me first. Suspenders in this country are like what women wear. That's like tights, like isn't it? Stuff. Stockings. Yeah, holds your stockings I was going to say, yeah. suspenders. And that would be an interesting way to go out. Like, he's on his own. He's about to die, and he's thinking, I've always wanted to try this. And he's one. <laughs> so he, put, he puts on some lacy underwear <laughs> <laughs> and goes out feeling fabulous. Talk about de- that, deconstructing uh, a, a, a series. Yeah. Stupid. Less James Bond, more James Bondage. <laughs> All right, Chris, count us in. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, on count three, we'll play, press play on three. Uh, so is everyone ready? Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. Ready. One, two, and three. Okay. And I've got the Warner Brothers logo. I have not seen this for years. It's a grainy. The funny thing is, um, the back lot, the Back to the Future was a Universal film, so I don't know whose backlog that is. I think it's the Universal backlog, but presumably you can hire it from each other. It might be Main Square, not Main Square. Obviously, uh, we we start off in the Far East somewhere, with a, with a, a, a sailor picking up a prostitute in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, the eighties. What was prostitution much more so, popular in mainstream? <laughs> so this is um, well, it's, 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 well, this is Blade Runner, isn't it? Really, because it was the eighties. 
This looks like Blade Runner now. It does a little bit. It does a bit. Uh, Blade Runner's got very sort of um, ori- uh, oriental, uh, uh, Far yeah. East Asian influences on it. Yeah. Uh, what I can't remember is why he's there for this thing or what he's there for. I can't remember now. Was it a present for his son? That's yeah. Something like that, wasn't it? Oh, it's, yeah. Presumably, unless this is Chinatown in LA or something, presumably. Probably he's New go, York, I think. He's maybe. Gotta, he's got to go through customs with this thing. <laughs> he smuggles it in his suitcase. Because this is a vert customs. And how do different time zones work with the not eaten after midnight thing? Yeah, I was going to say, especially well, in the States as well. Um, well, my, uh, my my girlfriend has this issue. Um, so she, she she considers Gremlins absolutely terrible and the whole concept absolutely nonsense. Uh, uh, it's a birthday. I feel bad, it's, though, I'm it's, sorry. it's a birthday, by the way. So happy birthday! Um, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Oh, sorry. She uh, no, it's fine. She 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 gave her consent. It's fine. She was like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, it's, oh, just, so long as everyone knows. Like, he doesn't have to make any effort now. She's already <laughs> said she'll marry you. Oh no! Oh, please pass on my apologies. I didn't. I didn't even know. So oh I, you know, I didn't, oh no! Didn't I, I, I oh oh no! She 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 was she was fine with it. She says so, so, so long as you tell everyone that you know just how uh, how wonderful I am that I allowed you. So like okay, that's fine. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Why does she hate it then? Uh, The whole, so the whole idea of is what you just said. It's like, well, don't feed them after midnight. Okay, well, uh, what drive uh, across the border? uh, Yeah, well, at what what point does midnight end? Like, you know, well, is it after one hour? Can they eat after one hour after midnight? Sun's up. It's always after midnight. It's always after midnight because we've had a midnight before. Yeah, no, but the point is, it's like, well, it's always after midnight. To what point? Like, is it like one hour, two hours? Like, at what time? Sick, it? It's never specified. It just says, don't feed them after midnight. It's like, well, what kind of, what kind of rule is that? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, never, it's never speculated. It's never, it's, it's yeah, never... never... Yeah, you, you would expect him to say, well, until when? Yeah. <laughs> so what, so the whole what, idea what? is like, is kind of bollocks. It's like, well, everything's after midnight. <laughs> yeah, so when this thing is starving to death a month later, <laughs> it'd be like, well, it's after midnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, can it drink water? What happens if it drinks water? Yes. Is that all right? So if it's nil by mouth. What if, it, what if it drinks water, but it dribbles down its chin? Yeah. What if it's got like a snotty nose and it sniffs and, go, and swallows it, you know? Does that count? Yeah. Can it have clear fluids? What if... You, it's leaning on the kitchen counter and then it goes to sort of put its finger up to its mouth because it's thinking about something but there was a breadcrumb on there exactly oh. how far do you go with these things it bites his fingernails I'm, I'm beginning to doubt this is a Ken Loach film you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing any gritty kitchen sink realism no, this isn't it. the kitchen sink drama that we envisioned not for sale do you know what I do wonder if Dan Aykroyd saw this guy and thought, that's what I want to look like when I'm grown up. <laughs> oh, dear. Where is he now? Um, I like the fact they cast a budget short round. It's you know like, what? He, he actually kind of looks he looks like John Candy, really. Budget short round, budget Mr. Miyagi. Well, he just, like, he probably, like, he probably auditioned the same year for Indiana mm. Jones and got this as a uh, alternative. 
but yeah, Spielberg, Zemeckis. Any it, it was something that was perhaps in vogue because we have obviously Indiana Jones. You've got Blade Runner. You kind of you know that kind of era almost. So it's obviously a trend at the time. I'd be very wary about buying any pet I'd never heard of before now. I mean, he's a man, at least in his 40s, possibly older, right? Yeah, have a If you went out what? shopping for a child and you saw this weird furry thing, and it's not, it's clearly not just a type of rabbit or something, <laughs> you might just think, I, I'm not qualified to order But then this. a few years, well, probably about a decade ago or so, even longer than that, I think now, um, furbies were crazed. The other thing is, don't get him near water. So what happens if he licks himself? Or what if uh, he goes to the bathroom? See, all, see all sorts of fall apart now, doesn't it? When you start... What, point- if, what, if you sat, what if he sat on the toilet, wipes, thinks, I'll just pull the flush, but sits on the toilet while the flush starts and he gets like <laughs> a bit of water up his anus? Will he, <laughs> will he shit a gremlin? Will he become a gremlin? Well. The, this is the rocking Ricky Rialto. Mm. made me wonder if, uh, okay. is, and, and, is, there you go. There, there it is. That is the universal background yeah, with the matte painting at the top. I was just about to ask and, that like, question. The background is, is quite obviously a matte painting. It is. Yeah, that's the point. Was this released during the summer? Back. Yeah, they probably shot it during the summer. I, I honestly, honestly, I don't know. Let me just have a look. You, you What's it say on IMDb.com? Because it's an odd thing to release a film like a, like a festive film that's in the summer. Like Die Hard. Die Hard was released or summer release, wasn't yeah, but it? Yeah, Die Hard, without getting into that argument, Die Hard was never intended as a Christmas film. It's no. just people enjoy it. Yeah. It says it's a Christmas film, so it's a June, Christmas film. June the 8th this was released. I'm presuming that's the United States, but we'll go with it. Even if it was, like, October here, it would... Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's just odd to have, like, a film that has Christmas so embedded in the setting, and it's be, like... And it's these, like, sort of roasting hot outside... <laughs> Release date like, December seventh, eighty four. It should be like Gremlins goes Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the Beetlejuice sequel they were going to do. They were Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. Okay, Courthouse Square, Colonial Street, Stage Twelve, Warner Brothers, Burbank Studios, Burbank. various stages. So yeah, shot the Universal backlot and Warner Brothers backlot as well. Uh, released dog, December nineteen eighty four. Very much. So, I get confused. Is it this film or is it uh, Temple of Doom, which kind of like got the wheel spinning for a twelve certificate? Uh, Temple of Doom. Was it Temple of Doom? Yeah, that's yeah probably because more, you, more you had PG or R, and they're miles apart. That's the problem. They're just miles apart. Mm. So PG thirteen. It was something. I, I mean, I think I'm missing part of the story in that. I know that film is what prompted. Spielberg to be lobbying for it, but I don't know that it was the first film it was on, or you know what I mean. I don't mm. quite know the timeline on it, but I know it was kind of prompted by that film. I mean, this strikes me as as an R-rated film. It's as simple as that. Yeah, because it was, it was a bit odd because it was like it, it, it is like um, grow, growing up. It was like oh, uh, like a. Oh, it's like a kiddie film, but but with a bit of gore and a bit yeah. Of... I think it is one of those films that even if you had parents who were a little bit unsure about what to let you watch, I don't know if it was the marketing of the film mm. or what, but I, I, most people I knew as a kid had seen Gremlins, 
So it was obviously something that most parents were happy to show. Mm. Oh, Jonathan Banks is in this one. Oh, fun fact. Written by Chris Columbus. Yeah, Chris Columbus, um, obviously we know what he made his, his name from, but later in his career... Um, oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking of, who am I? I'm thinking of um, John Hughes, aren't I? Sorry, mm. don't worry about that. I, my mind went elsewhere. Writer and director on Only the Lonely. That was a John Candy film. Okay. <clears throat> Christmas Chronicles 2 was... Uh, was uh, There's a sequel? Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about that. It is on Netflix. I'll check it out. What I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the first one. <coughs> I don't know if any of these sets are like redresses of any of the Back to the Future sets. I don't know if the backlog. I'll includes, be looking at so, it. Might be other like, other TV productions. If you think of like, if you think of Back to the Future, you got Lou's Cafe, and I think the in- interiors for that were shot on the backlog. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, a lot of it kind of doesn't change really, does it? Obviously, unless it's you know a hot set at the time, unless it's working set then. But you go, you know, you visit there as a tourist now and you see pretty much the same, don't you? It's kind of dressed in a very similar way. Yeah. Um, Well, unless it's closed and then you can't, so. I would imagine it would still be the same. You don't get shoulders like that on women's wear anymore. (laughs) It was the 80s. Oh, my God. I remember maybe three or four years ago switching on uh, i must have been in a house that had like cable because obviously i've only got like the, the streaming services and i just remember flicking through and it came to like an old episode of dynasty God. and like linda evans character looked triangular like her shoulders went out miles in a straight line and then came back into this waist that looked utterly ridiculous <laughs> like big hair big shoulder pads and then essentially waist yeah it was the 80s after all. <laughs> pacing oh, of films has definitely changed over the decades, though, because this is this is not exactly pacing. It's quite slow in doing its establishing work. I haven't, say, I haven't seen it for a while. Oh, the chap. The yeah, yeah, no, I th- I've got a feeling he didn't die that long ago. Uh, yeah, he, he he's in quite a few Joe Dante films and... Um... Uh, Hoy Axton, who played the father, died at 61. Oh, gosh. He was 46 here. He struggled with cocaine addiction, and he had a stroke. I don't mean, like, you know, I mean the brain thing, not, you know. Dick Miller. Dick Miller, he yeah. died aged 90 a couple of years ago. Well, the first thing I think of him in is he, he's in the gun store in The Terminator. Mm. But he's I... been in, he turns up in, like, everything. I I first saw him in Gremlins too because that was on TV and I was because he, he he's in it he's in that quite a bit and funnily enough I confused him with Harvey Keitel when I watched Rose of Wild Dogs for the first time I, I thought he quite looks looks like that guy from Gremlins I, I sort of, I sort of get that but he was in the Police Squad episode that Joe Cant Dante did mm. um, he was in the Howling so he obviously worked with him a lot After Hours so he worked with Scorsese as well uh, the Burbs. Um, Lots of voice work. He was in Mask of the Phantasm and uh, the animated series of Batman. He was in Pulp Fiction, Monster Joe. I think that was the guy at the he's, end. He's after. in a deleted scene, yeah. Isn't that at the end where um, the wolf has done his bit and they're yeah. at that car yard? That's yeah. Him. Uh, I have seen those scenes, though. Um, 
and he was working right the way through to to his death. Okay. Yeah, quite the career. Yeah. I think I need to yeah. upgrade to Blu-ray. Oh my god! What just in time what, for Blu-ray so to disappear? Yeah, well, I'm on, I'm on. They just smashed that thing, and just Judge Reinhold is talking to him. It's a bank, you know, and all the rest mm. of it. Oh yeah. I actually forgot John Judge Ryan when I was talking about Judge Reinhold earlier. Um, that was a complete coincidence, just based on era. I forgot he was in this film. Yes, I did. I was talking a little bit off, yeah. off camera, off mic, and I kind of thought I only know him from like this film. Um, and W. Hills Cop movies as well, and I'm, I'm sure there's a, a slew of like 80s, 90s movies that he pops up in. But like to me, that's what you know. That's kind of where I know him from. Mm. But he always kind of played like the similar, similar sort of roles. I think. Yeah, he was always a bit of a softie, wasn't he? Yeah, he kind of got pigeonholed. I mean, I'm sure he's very diverse as an actor. Um, but he kind of seems to pop up in the same sort of roles. When he did play less than nice, he played it a bit like weaselly. He was never like mm. you couldn't see him yeah i think was it he was another one though you're talking of trends there was a real trend in the 80s of body swap comedies yes there was freaky was friday etc etc et yeah he was well the first freaky friday was the 70s but there was another run of them in the 80s there was one with dudley moore the name of which i've forgotten um there were loads oh, yeah. of them, but there was one with judge reinhold and um fred savage yes called vice versa and they, they were all effectively the same film I always used to get that mixed up with um, with Tom Hanks' big. <laughs> Obviously, that was made a lot later, but actually, but Judge uh, Vice Versa may not be that long before Big. Hang, within a year hang on, did, did um, was that a Bond reference there? What? Uh, Judge Reynolds just saw the vodka about Martini. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. shaking, yeah. not stirred. Yeah, I think it must have been a Bond reference. Yeah, probably. Bond connection. Bond connection. Ding. And then because I'm a little bit ahead of you, you'll get the It's a Wonderful Life reference. Can we have dinner tomorrow night? So he's just asked out Phoebe Cates. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit far. That's reference. The sword's fallen down, so that's going to be used. Chekhov's yes, gun. we'll see that again later on. Oh, the sword, yeah. You're you're about a second or two ahead of me, Chris, I not am. much. He's just putting the sword back up. Mm. They come to a kitchen it's, scene in a minute and they're watching, all the baby-saving devices. Life. They're watching at the end where he's like, thank God it isn't that really fun town with loads of strippers in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one who played his mother is another oh. one I've always recognised and can never remember what from. In Francis Lee McCain. Probably wasn't that much older. Uh, she's about 40, yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe a little bit. She was in Footloose, Gremlins, Back to the Future. That was it. She was um, she was Lorraine's mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should probably just watch Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not a Christmas film. Yeah. So, he's, yeah, he's kind of an inventor and it's all shit, yeah. They're, 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 there's lots of similarities in all this film. Back to the Future set around an inventor and a young lad, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of tropes, a lot of parallels to be drawn between the two. Yeah. They're actually watching that pretty much in real time. Look, they have edited that quite well because George is kissing Mary now. 
and they're just about to all come in with the money. Uh-huh. I'm seeing um, we're recording this on the 19th. Um, I'll put it out as soon as it's edited because it's not that time sensitive, but um, I'm seeing It's a Wonderful Life theatrically on uh, the 21st. I love how it is, you know, it's still shown in cinema, well, obviously, yeah. during COVID time, so it's in cinema. I have seen it in a cinema before, but not for a few years. No, it's not. It's like the BCC in London that are screen, screening it every year. So Yeah, I saw it on its, like, well, the 50th anniversary of its UK release, which was 97, just after Jimmy Stewart had died. I saw it in a really old-fashioned cinema in Liverpool. Oh. It got pulled down a little while after. Um, but that was I a lovely experience, that, though, like vintage cinema. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, I'm, see- I'm seeing it on Tuesday. And then The Matrix on Wednesday. Oh, that'll be a contrast. Yeah, one will be good. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be half decent. Is it a puppy? No, it's puppetry. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> oh boy. No, it's some random animal that you've never it's seen or heard of. I've never heard of that, I was into, that they wouldn't sell me because it's quite dangerous. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> from, from, from some random backstreet. Yeah. Random dodgy I'm, I'm shop. Sure, I'm sure it's had all its jabs. You don't need a licence for it. Mm. Hope his health's broken. Yeah, if this is a film with this thing just shitting everywhere for two hours. I used to have one of those toys, like you press a button and it would sing. He's already got a doggy. Dave, this will be you when you get your puppy. What? Jumping back like shitting myself? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. The the puppy I'm getting is at the time of recording twenty six days old at the moment. Uber. I went to visit her yesterday, so I'm getting a dog in January. Yorkie Westy cross like a little terrier. Aww. And I her eyes have just opened, and she mm. just spent the whole time kissing my face, so she it's quite taken with us. Oh, so cute. So this is Gizmo. Yeah, the dog's licking out the, the, the water. <laughs> Don't do it. Imagine if this thing just procreated in the first five minutes. That's just it. <laughs> I hope he's housebroken. I mentioned it as well. Has it got a name? Mogwai, that's the breed. I just call so that, him. That, 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 that's, that score just tells you everything what you're supposed to feel about him, doesn't it? Yeah. The thing Giz- you do, 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 do. Remember that from the fascia? Oh, gosh. Gizmo. <laughs> action Bumbo. Action, action, action. Oh, bumbo. baby Gizmo. I can't do the thing. Oh, sexy Gizmo. Yeah. Oh. There we go. That's it. He hates bright light. You got to keep him out of the sunlight. So I like the veiny ears. Keep him away from water. Don't give, whatever you do, don't give him a bath. It is uh, how much water you get on him as well, because obviously he falls in a pool later. Because mm. that one drop is like on. Do I ever feed him after midnight? I don't know until what time though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a reason why this film hasn't been remade <clears throat> today. Um, I, I am surprised. I, I am surprised. When you think it's... That's probably a good reason, but it's not IP related. Well, it's just... Oh, a third film is in active development, really? That, that could be quite old now, though. I'm going to have a look. Legacy. It'll, they'll, put, they'll probably be, like, in development, but just n- nothing's really gone off the ground. That'll probably be the no, reason. No, it'll probably be stuck in production hell. Yeah. I'm just looking at the second one to see if there's anything at the end of that. Mm. 
2013, they were negotiating with Amblin to reboot it. Uh, State of project put on hold. Um, 2015, Zach Gilligan, um, or Galligan, confirmed it would be a sequel, not a reboot. December 16th, so five years ago, <coughs> Columbus has been aggressively working on uh, Gremlins 3. Uh, 2017 interview, talk about his dark and twisted script. Uh, CGI would not be used for the great... It's, it's, uh, November 2020 was his last comment on it. That's not that long ago in film terms, so... I don't know. It was like for years we never expected another Rocky film and it happened, mm. so you just don't know. It, it sounds like Dante's probably like, no, no I'm going to do the third one. And it'll come out whenever I'm happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> so what they can do do now? Oh. So. But I I don't remember. Yeah, I, certainly if you came forward to the sort of era of Buzz Lightyear and everything, I would imagine these these toys would have sold incredibly well. But mm. I don't remember if they did. I don't remember if there were a lot of gizmos you could buy and stuff. I don't remember seeing any. Like, no, I, I have don't. One of those. I don't. So I don't think they did. I mean, oh. yeah. The the sequel, you you had a lot more sort of diversity in the actual gremlins themselves. Mm. But that had a lot more fun with it, though. It kind of like it was always spoofing itself. Yeah, it was absolutely unhinged in in all the best ways. Um, whereas this this feels like an 80s Christmas film in mm. every way. I mean, is is his father successful or not? Because that's a proper branded product there. Yeah. And yet it's shite. Well, the I think first... I, 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 they're all like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're lucky to get any like that much juice from one orange anyway. <laughs> yeah. But... Um... I think aren't they all like um, what they called like the they'll be really expensive because they, they wouldn't be made to mass. So oh, you mean they they're, they're all prototypes. They're prototypes, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, I guess that's possible. Oh, is that um, what's his face? Is that Corey Feldman? Yes, it is. It's baby Corey. Yeah. I do wonder what... Um, I do wonder how people like he and Corey Haim would have turned out had it been now rather than then. They just... Uh, yeah, it does so seem sad, to be isn't it? A generation of kids who just weren't looked after properly. Okay, what's this? It, it, uh, I, what film is that? I'm tempted to say it happened one night, but I'm only saying that because it's black and white, Clark Gable and Capra, but I don't remember him racing cars in it, so it's not. No. I don't know what he spends the whole movie going, oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely not that. I can't remember who this kid is. It's not his brother, is it? Or is it? No, it'll be like a neighbour. Okay. I'd have thought. 
All right, fair enough. It's a bit of a strange casting thing, given, you know, he's like a working man and that's a kid, but all right. <laughs> I'm not implying anything, it's, by the way. It, it, it's the 80s, isn't it? I mean, you had sitcoms where, like, you know, neighbours just walked in. Mm. I wonder what this would be like now. If he did this now. I mean, the thing is, if they do like a third Gremlins film, it's easy to say it will be puppetry now because the original two were. But if you were coming at, at this fresh. Would they, though? Would they do it? Or would they do CG or blend of both or what? I, I, I think if, if it's the original group, they'll do it the original way. Yeah, there might be a bit of CGI to help touch things up a bit. but Yeah, yeah but they kind of they do it the old fashioned way. Because the thing is, like, I think, I think when it comes to um, when it comes to like horror elements, I think practical is better. Yeah, it just seems more visceral. Doesn't go it? It seems water, more straight away. See, so they're quite shit, and it's like, don't, you know, three simple rules. Yeah, fucking forget them instantly. Right next to water, which gets knocked over immediately. <laughs> The reproduction cycle is quite fast there. Mm. Oh dear. It's a triple. I was going <laughs> to say, they do look a bit like dribbles. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, go and look up the Star Trek episode from the original series, The Trouble with Tribbles. And if you listen to us and you don't know what a tribble is, where have you been? Where haven't I been? Woof. Where haven't you been? Oh. Mm. Oh, very sad. That dog's cool. A dog seems very chill with all these creatures. But, yeah, you think he'd be eating it by now, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, so if he eats Gizmo, right? If he <laughs> then swallows what Gizmo, if it hits the sort of moisture inside his stomach, will it like <laughs> blow, <laughs> blow him out? Dave, I think you might be overthinking this. I love that there's always a spike as well, isn't there? Oh, well, just sell them. <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> sell them all. Yeah. Just, just throw them outside in daylight. The trouble is, you can't, <laughs> like, you can, you can't really drown them. Can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you just, you, you just put them outside in the daytime. Yeah, spike, there you go. Oh, spike's nasty, I forgot that. I love the way he just goes back to reading comics. Now you've mm. fucked everything up. <laughs> I'll just read the comics, it's fine. No, you've just seen something that is absolutely miraculous, like never been like this is like yeah. beyond what 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 we know scientifically, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. this gotta go. The number of times we've had that in films where people have a chilled reaction to something completely unprecedented. <laughs> How are they affording this house when he just wastes his money building shit? Do you think it's darker than we think? Billy's being forced to work in the bank, give up his education well, to fund them. Well, that, 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 that's pretty much what's happening. Is like he's he's literally like propping up the household by working at the bank, right? Because his dad's a bellend. Yeah, basically, because he's a big enterprise guy, but he just keeps fucking up with. Art woman. 
So what do you think? This is another invention. This film's actually a little bit ponderous. This is everything, though. Oh, yeah, I remember this. I mean, you just think he'd be able to build something half competent, surely? Problem with the mark one. Uh-huh. It multiplies with water. These were a really cool concept, though. Full, full, like credit to whoever designed mm. the Mogwai. I don't know who did. I'm going to see if I can find out. Yeah. <laughs> Background. So you just spat on Gizmo there. He didn't multiply. Yeah. Yeah, no, he didn't. Does it have to be a certain amount of water? Or, or maybe don't count when it's your own spit. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what if Gizmo gets a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the lucky lady has, will be has a really strong snogging session. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think the third film's as good as written, Chris. <laughs> Gremlins free. Boogie nights. <laughs> yeah. Finishes with Gizmo talking to his own penis in front of a mirror. Possibly with some tinsel around it, because, yeah. you know, we want it to be a Christmas film. Designed by Chris Wallace, the Gizmos. And he's best known for his work on The Fly, the Jeff Goldblum version. Uh, he was a creature consultant on Return of the Jedi, uh, E.T. as a model maker uncredited uh, the fly to uh, airplane, what models what close up drink, what, what special projects so we don't know what that means Right. so he's a creature guy he, he was he did special makeup effects on 1995's Jade Chris that must have been the special, that must have been the <laughs> makeup effects where they tried desperately to make David Caruso look like a film star <laughs> Do you know if if you were her, you you just you just have instant, wouldn't you? <laughs> you 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 just like stop making these things. Yeah, I know. You think? I mean, I'd, I'd I'd strongly say, look, why don't you get sit down, really think about it, and just stick with one idea or one like area. Yeah, because he stretches yeah. himself to like all kinds of things. Yeah, it's like. Coffee machines, juicers, breakfast stuff, and whatever else. DIY. That's one drop. Oh, I recognise him as well. I'm going to keep looking into this. Don't know. Glenn Terman. 
See, what did we do do before IMDb? Um, we just made shit up and hoped it was <laughs> accurate because no one could prove us wrong. Yeah, because there would have been like there would have been like arguments about like no, he he was definitely he that guy. That film. No, he directed that movie. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with my mother in the 90s about who was that guy on that TV program as like a presenter, doesn't matter what. And we got the answer in 1997. It took four fucking years. She rang me when I was at university and went, it's him. And I went, it's that ah. guy. And I was like, and the worst thing was, I didn't remember the name anyway. I was like, oh. Oh, right. So, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah, at the time he would have had like, I don't know, the very early days of the internet, so you wouldn't have had, like, Wikipedia or, you know, the closest thing we probably would have had was, like, Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> or, like, unless you had an encyclopedic knowledge of movies. <clears throat> Might have had imdb.com, it's been running a long time. Forward slash, apparently. Forward slash film. Yeah. I think it's since, I don't know. Oh, the good old days where you could just drive home drunk. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. We had values in those days, Chris. <laughs> like now, we're all going out the window. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, it's a bit weird in the States because there's no like... Ooh. Well, I mean, I don't know, it might have there changed now. There are alcohol limits. There are. But it's, it's not like it's not like a breathalyzer or anything, or that's just like. You mean they do the sobriety test by the side of the road? Yeah. I think I think you're going off the Steve Martin film, The Jerk. They make you do handstands and stuff like that. Quite <laughs> um, right, maybe. That's, that's a cliche, isn't it? I, think um, that's a that, cliche. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, it's probably a breathalyzer, now, probably a bit like us. But if you're an alcoholic with a looser attitude to driving whilst inebriated and American, write to us and expect <laughs> us to me. talk at gmail.com if you can see one of the keyboard, of course. Obviously, it will vary by state. So um, if you want to answer our question thoroughly, go to a range of states, drive around drunk and let us know how you get <laughs> on. Alternatively, don't do that. Oh, gosh. We're not kidding. Get get another drunk to drive for you. <laughs> Designated driver. Just for safety. Or you could do what sane people do and just, just look up the laws individually on the internet because... <laughs> That's what we oh. would do. Oh. <laughs> you mean I could have just read up on STDs rather than... Oh, no, never mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Suicide rates always It's most serious around the holiday. I just think, like, if she was anything less than pretty, you wouldn't be interested in her. Because she is a right misery guts. I mean, this is for, like, the benefit of the movie, but surely it living in that small town he know about his fucking dad. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that'll be, like, a it would be a story, wouldn't it? Everyone would know. Yeah, it would be like, well, don't mention it. Like, yeah. don't, don't, don't mention like the about the yeah, a dad getting yeah, and and if you do end up with her, don't recommend buying a house with an open fire. <laughs> she won't like that. 
even all the sort of male stars of this era look kind of similar. You know, the sort of small town young man. Yeah, it's another sort of another trend. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's kind of like not Tom it's Hanks, a, isn't he? Yeah, it's kind of Elliot a few years later, you know. Oh, he's in there. Little do you know that she would be in Dead Drop Dead Fred. She is like I've seen that film for ages. Oh my god! I don't think I've ever actually seen it because the thing is, um, Rick Mail was great, but I don't know if ninety minutes of Rick Mail is a good idea. He he works better on television in like short chunks. Um, for anyone listening um, who's seen Drop Dead Fred, uh, in this country, Rick Mail was probably best known for, well, it's debatable, but certainly you could start with Bottom, which was a sitcom where which was just cartoonishly violent and funny. Um, he had cameos in a couple of episodes of Blackadder. He was in a sitcom called The Young Ones, which is dated very, very badly. But he also played like a really venal conservative MP in um, The New Statesman which was like a real parody of that type of politics. Um, talented guy, died very young, died at 56. Yeah, that was really sad, really shocking. Yeah, because yeah. it came from nowhere as well. It came from nowhere. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, it was, it was real sent shockwaves, didn't it, that one? Yeah. Oh, this is where he feeds them, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you kind of see him doing all the things that, you, that they shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. Mm, his face. They're desperate for food. Either that or they're in a mosh pit. I don't know, can you the music? <laughs> both. They get fed at home. Yeah. That's kind of remind me of my dog when he was a puppy, though, because he was a little bit of a gremlin creature. Yeah, I do remember there was a very early episode of ours where I first got the kitten. And um, she was making so much noise all the way through recording. And Chris was saying, I don't know how I'm going to edit around that because he edited back then. And he managed it. You cannot tell on the recording. But I'm just thinking we're about to go through all that again in a month or two. <laughs> you hear lots of yapping. Yeah. Well, yeah obviously, when, you know, if you have Charlie on, as you've got kids, dog in the background as well. But yeah. it's fine. This bit's always a bit gross. There's something about puppets and actual food that's just... Um, yeah, it's kind of grim. Yeah, that... yeah, I always find that bit a bit... Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of Pornhub, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, if I'd ever seen it, of course. I've read about it. <laughs> I tried to think what your uh, internet search is like. Yeah, don't, don't look at search history. <laughs> You've never boned a chicken? <laughs> Not like that. No, I, just mean the, I just mean the dripping for a little. Never mind. Well, to be fair, I think it's, it's kind of testament to, to the effects that they are kind of, they are so gross, so disgusting, so, yeah. so revolting. It t- turns out they've um, sort of broken his clock, haven't they? See, that's only a movie thing. He like starts eating a sandwich and says, "Right, well, I'm going to leave for the night." With the sandwich, right there. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. The, right where you that, can get it. That's 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 only a movie thing. Movie it's like trope. what? Where you just leave your food? It's just that's just really. Crap. Also, if you like, you don't know, take something, take a, a drink of juice or whatever out of the fridge, but or something, he'll just leave go it on the counter. In the morning, and there'll be a half-eaten stale sandwich on the side. That's grim. Oh, that's disgusting. And, and and he's like meant to be like a scientist and physician of some sort. 
Well, you've you know the well-known scientific experimental method where you write random words in a in a, in a, in a, in a notebook. Yes, you you just stick a needle randomly somewhere. Gizmo's either very worried or he doesn't like this film. <laughs> oh, he's tired. Was that um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers? I'm not quite sure what that is. I've seen all these films, but I mean, it's a wonderful life. I can see one frame and tell you what it is. Some films I need to see a little mm. bit more. Um, I'm not sure with that one. Yeah. The, the life cycle of these things is incredible. Really fast. This is uh, Christmas. Except for Gizmo, because Gizmo didn't need anything. Did you get them wet? No. No. But it's after mid- I mean, I don't know why there weren't alarm bells when they found the dog tied up. Yeah. Yeah, they've broken the clock. That's quite clever. Mm. I'd say it's clever, but then it was a scriptwriter that came up with it, not a real animal. So, it's... so that means they want to turn into. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah, they kind of. But. Mowgli, Apart from Gizmo, uh, who knows? Mowg- but Mowgli doesn't. No, Mowgli. That's a wrong. That's a wrong film. <laughs> I think oh, I can say Mowgli has never wanted to. Want to be like you? Ooby dooby doo what? Sorry. <laughs> Changing form, but they just don't know what to. This stage. Gingerbread men is what they're turning into, though, so it's all right. That's the one. That's the one. Have any of you seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, by the way? Yes. I saw it eventually, Chris. I, know, I remember you'd seen it now, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I kind of I casually spoiled it for you. <laughs> well, I spoiled uh, one of the things. Spoiler alert. Without giving it away, because there'll be people listening to this or wait for streaming or home release, uh, Chris's love of quippy puns got him into trouble. <laughs> he tried he tried to hint at something, but he he played on words, which gave it away because I could spot <laughs> his pun. Well, I, I well I could either yeah I think you asked me a question, didn't you? And I was like, um, yeah, and I was like, all right, so <laughs> that, and you went, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, right. we just did. But yeah, the thing is, though, it's, it's like, how do I answer this without actually spoiling it anyway? Because it, uh, either I just oh, well, lie. I'm not I didn't mind. I'm not that sensitive. Yeah, no. If you just flat out told me, I'd have been all right. But, but what did you think of it, by the way? Um, I pretty much enjoyed it. There were a couple of things that I just thought were, I mean, it, it is fan service, and I've got a real problem with that, as you know. But I expect a degree of it, particularly when you bring back a series after so mm. long. I mean, it's a little bit different with Spider-Man films where you're making them every two years. Yeah. Um, but when you bring in something back after decades, I mean, you can sort of forget they've, they've almost sort of written that female one out of existence, really. Mm. So it's over 30 years. So you expect a little bit of it. But I found the I found the little miniature Stay Puft Marshmallow Men quite an obnoxious callback. But apart from that, I broadly un- enjoyed it. it. It was definitely made for children. 
and I think kids would really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was pretty. I thought it's pretty good. I mean, the third act is just the third act. Third act of Ghostbusters again, but um, it's quite sweet, really, wasn't it? It's quite. I I quite liked it. It's quite um, sweet natured, and they had a girl at the centre of it who was like nerdy, but I didn't feel like she was cliche comedy nerdy. Yeah, I thought she was just smart and a bit other. Um, it it's not aimed at me. But not every film's going to be aimed at me. I'd, had I been doing a review of it, I'd have been reasonably kind, I think. Um, I wasn't blown away by it, but I enjoyed it just fine. Um, I liked the fact it felt different. It wasn't just another sort of downtown New York film. Mm. I, I liked the idea of them moving it out to like Oklahoma, I think it was. Um, that was that was all right. Yeah, it it was it was decent. I enjoyed it. Um, the third act was the worst in the. It, it is kind of a replay of the the first mm. film, and when the old Ghostbusters turn up, it it almost feels like they were shot on, against green screen completely separately. Yeah, it was just there was something about that that was very very forced. So I I, I dare say I didn't like about the last twenty five minutes, but all the sort of stand by me hanging around with the kids stuff, a bit like it. Mm. Any time in it, the first part. I didn't bother with the second part. Um, anytime it tried to be a horror film, I didn't like it. Anytime it hung around with the kids and tried to be like an Amblin type film, I really liked it. And I think the same was true of Ghostbusters. I think just the scene setting and the time around the kids and that was actually pretty good. It, it, it failed most when it went plotty, but I liked it. What about you? Yeah, I mean, what did I... What did I... I I mean I, I yeah I, I think it's it's basically sort of just a love letter to how Ramus and the the original yeah um and 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 that's what it is it, it you know so it does things like different enough but has a bit of a wholesome very sweet natured kind of it's very sweet yeah, yeah. um and it, it I know it, it it is what it is I mean it's got like you know it obviously got the callback from the from the original and yeah it it, it it is very fan service. You can kind of like just you literally but see I, what they're I, doing. I, but I, there was like a little bit of a joy to that with like where you have yeah. like yeah, it's you know the, the team more after thirty years though. I mean, we were talking offline before I yeah. came onto this film. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but I didn't like Spider Man No Way Home as much as most people seem to at the moment. And again, nothing meant by that. If people enjoyed it, great. And I can see there's lots about it to love. But I mean, when you're releasing films every couple of years and just leaning on nostalgia, I, I find that a little bit more obnoxious in its way. Um, Ghostbusters was always going to try and evoke the original somehow. But when you think, I thought it was going to be the next generation us in New York. I thought it was going to be almost like a remake and it isn't mm. until the third act when it definitely is. So, um, it's all about to kick off here. And we're, we're coming up to about halfway through the film. We'll be yeah. in about five minutes, we'll be halfway through. It's going to get a bit more horror film. Yeah. Well, this, horror element. I, I don't know. I think, I think Hollywood still makes more than enough decent product to um, justify its presence. I'm not a great nostalgia person in the, like, oh, the good old days. I think film film is in good health by and large. There are some trends I don't like, and we've talked about the fan service and calling back all the time. I just think it isn't the lack of originality. I don't mind them making 57 Batman films, but 
as long as you're doing something a bit fresh each time. Um, but it's in good health. But the one thing I do think is a tr is certainly true is I think marketing is more upfront and central in deciding what you make now. And I don't know if this was a fresh property, how you would make this, because I think they would go, well, who's it for? Mm. Is this a kid's film? Is this for adults? If it's adults, you've got little puppets in it. I'm not absolutely convinced that you could make this now just in terms of what we understand about the way films are commissioned. Yeah, I mean... Because this it, is pretty hardcore now. It, you don't see very much, but look. It's... It is a bit... Because I think I think we all agree, like, you know, sometimes there's got to be an element of taking risks. And sometimes mm. some of our favourite films are, like, are films that you can't really put your finger on. It's like, who was that for? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, well, it's hard to explain or, like... Um, or just 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 a wacky idea that's like oh well you know because even if it doesn't quite work I think even when you they try there's like well you know what he, he gave me something different it didn't quite come together but the, you know, the, there's there's almost kind of like you enjoy the um, you enjoy the effort you, you you enjoy the attempt or there's parts about it where it it does kind of work but it doesn't quite come together as a great film or. Yeah. Um, or, there, or there's, or it has individual parts where you go like, oh, that's great. Oh my god, look how evil it is eating. Yeah. <laughs> yum yum. Oh no, what's the key? I think it's because the effects are so so gross, and there's a lot of like sound effects as well, like all that sort of the creaking, mm. squelchings, or crackling sort of sound as well. You just think. Oh, no, for me, I mean, I've, like I, haven't, I haven't said very much during this commentary at all, even though it's my pick. But I think for me, like, um, I'm a big, very much a big fan of, of obviously, CGI. There's so much you can do with CG and animation and everything as well. But definitely a big fan of more like in-camera practical effects, for sure. Um, and I said kind of at the top of the show, like, there's, there's quite a few effects that perhaps don't stand up today. But I think this, you know, just about does. Um, and, yes, you know, as, as we kind of said um a few moments earlier as well. I think if they were to kind of remake this today or for to, to ever make the next film in the series, I think they would, you know, most likely go back to the old practical effects and try to recreate that magic. Yeah, it does frustrate me sometimes when you come back to a series and they, they always promise, you know, I, I, I'll, I, I'm put in mind of the fourth Indiana Jones films where they were saying there's not going to be a load of CG, we're going to be doing it practically. Oh, you know, that was so CG it's going, heavy. It's going to have the feel of the first films, and it was just CG'd and green screen to hell. Well, like Die Another Day. <laughs> well, Die Another Day was quite the opposite in that he was boasting that it, it would have all this amazing CG in it. You know, it was a big thing for him. Hmm. Oh, I mean, the things that always get me, though, is like, they always say... Oh, it's this this is quite a personal story, or or this this is actually quite you know this film goes like um, we're going to take this character into sort of quite dark places that, uh, this time around, and it's and you watch it and it's just you know the same old shit. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> That's much the second part. The Empire Strikes Back is responsible. You know when they made the second uh, 
Harry Potter film. This is going to be darker. This is like our Empire Strikes Back. It wasn't. And, and so it goes on with films. And I, the other day, just talking to Spider-Man, they, they obviously announced a few weeks ago the sequel to the video game Spider-Man, the, two, the PS4 one from 2018. And they've said, this is going to be our Empire Strikes Back. And it's like, do you not read any other pop culture content? Do you, do you not understand that creators have been saying that now for 40 years and it's getting a very lazy way to characterize yeah but it's almost like it's it's like it it it's 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 trying to like think oh this is what they want the fans want to hear because of course all the fans are all big star wars geeks yeah. and oh gosh and like you know and and, and, they, and obviously they want Empire Strikes Back as as like the second as a template for every second film. Yeah, but <laughs> you Empire know what I mean? It's like back. yeah, but the point is the Empire Strikes Back is just a superior film. And I, I know your issues with it, Chris, because it doesn't have a defined ending in your mind. I, I don't quite agree, but I know what you're saying that you, it's not really standalone. Yeah, but as a piece of work, it's deeper and stronger than the first film, and it's deeper and stronger than the third film, even though the third film's fun and has the finality to it and everything else. It, it, it's a better made film. It, it, yeah, the, 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 is, the quality of it is, is. It's not just. It's not just. It's not just because it's darker, is it? It's not just if you make a sequel darker, that's the magic bullet, is it? No, but then 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 they say then it's like weird because Temple of say Temple of Doom is darker, and it's like well, in and some ways weaker. it is. Well, in some ways it is, but then in a lot of ways it's 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 all just it's goofy action, for the most well, part. You've got a kid, you've got a kid sidekick and a screaming woman. Mm. Um, and 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 amongst that, you've kind of got all like bloody violence. It's and just got more body horror. Brains and eyeballs and one thing. Yeah. Killed monkey brains. But even that's quite juvenile. That that's two filmmakers. Yeah, it's quite cartoony. Or almost arrested adolescents going. <laughs> Look, no, it's, it's, it's very much kind of like cartoony style. Yeah. You know, as, as perhaps you would find, you know, with with indie kind of reading those sort of thirties, forties adventure comics. So. Yeah, I I'd mean, forgotten about that microwave scene coming up. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Actually, I'd forgotten yeah, about I'd that. forgotten it myself. Death by Christmas Tree. I mean, she, she, she's, she's bad. She gets the first few kills. I think you're ahead of us, Becca, anyway. I am slightly ahead. Her, she is looking round the wall at uh, a gremlin now in her kitchen. Mm, and yes. she's about she's to push... She's, she's, she's just... Microwave. Yeah, she's, no, she's just put one in the food blender. That's why. Oh, there we are. Yeah, so there was quite a lot of outrage when this came out, wasn't it? Obviously, this is, it was between this and Temple that prompted the, the 12A... The 12A? The 12 rating... Um, but there was still quite a lot of out- it... outrage when this came out because it was meant yeah. to be a children's film, and a lot of you know parents were horrified. And it was, it was quite um, controversial upon, it, just, upon its release. Well, I'm going to look at the BBFC actually because uh, obviously these, this is an American film, so it would largely take its its guide, not its guide from there, but obviously that's almost a more important rating. But we are of course British, so I want to see what it is. It's 12A now. Yeah, I wonder because it might give us like, a history did, what it was upon release. It did not exist at the time, so no. I I don't yeah, know. It's always a new rate, relatively new rating, isn't it? Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can. It was a 15 in 1984. <gasps> so that that's solidly our. That's, that's a surefire way not to get bums on seats. Well, not 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 to get not bums on seats, but if it you want it to be like a pre- family. It you know, was, family favourite. You don't rate it either. And it became popular with the kids. <laughs> now it got reclassified in 2012, mm-hmm. and it's been classified a couple of times since. I think that must be for wide scale releases. The DVD uh, copy that I have is 15. 
Yeah. It's, it's one of those cheesy ones where you get one yeah, and two. Yeah, how long have you had that? Because the 12 took longer to come to home release. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, it's interesting, though. It's often interesting to look at these things. About what, what, what happened when they came out and then how they were perceived later, later on. Yeah, I'm just going to look up MPAA. Uh, uh, let's see what it says for that. Now, that's a PG-13. Uh, What's that? Sorry. Okay, this actually is what he's saying. In response to this and similar complaints about Indiana Jones, Spielberg suggested, which it did within two months, the PG-13. So this was oh, our red. Yeah, but it was after this. This was part of the same conversation in the same era. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it would have been R-rated. So it would have been R-rated, okay. Yeah. Well, I think Temple of Doom. Um, yeah, the Indians is probably a bit, um, it's probably more better known for kicking off that argument, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because that was Spielberg's, directly Spielberg's, as opposed yeah. to producing it. Yeah, it was the bigger film of the two. I just uh, didn't. I didn't pay much attention to its box office. I'm just going to have a look. Worldwide box office: two hundred and twelve point nine million dollars. What? That's pretty good. That's outdoing. That's outdoing Bond in this era. It is. That's no mean feat, you know. Mm. Well, I mean, Bond was a bit tired at this point because it was very late Roger Moore era, but it was still yeah, gross well, and decent. Yeah, to a kill coming soon. Yeah. If that had been more realistic, he'd have just been going around at like <laughs> Christopher Walken's place, going, perving oof. over women who were all like finding other female friends and going, That pervy old man keeps coming on to me. Don't worry, we'll get you out of here. <laughs> Don't worry, maybe they'll show you the door. Anybody else want to drop out? If this had been realistic, that food blender wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Disgusting. It would have just been like being on a teacup ride at the fair. <laughs> teacup ride, oh my god. I love that hey, the cleaning material there is called Toss and Soft. <laughs> Last part is a 15. Mm. I don't want to know how they soften their clothes because that, that sort of stuff normally has the opposite effect. Normally stiffens your clothes up, if anything. Is it very sexy? I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm sort of part of me's dreading doing phase four now. Because we did Marvel for over a year and we're really positive about everything. And if we do just do the films, for example, there's been like four in phase four so far. And I only think like a couple of them have been competent and a couple of them have been shit. Yeah, because we've got we've got a few catch ups to do now, haven't we? Just well, if you, it started with Black Widow, which is a complete like redundant film, which was no better than all right. But it was all right. Would have been a good film in 2016, but it's too late. Uh, then you had Shang-Chi, which I thought was fine but only fine, boilerplate Marvel. Then you had the Eternals, which I hated. And then you got like Spider-Man, which I was a bit disappointed by. So I just think like it could be weeks of this ain't very good, is it? <laughs> the TV shows have been a bit of a mixed bag. I'm three-fifths, three-sixths or four-sixths of the way through Hawkeye and it's okay. 
I kind of enjoyed, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I kind of enjoyed WandaVision. Didn't like Loki very much. It's all all right. Do you find it's like, get, it's like, it's getting to a point where each thing is like introducing the next thing. It's like, it's just like set up for the next thing and then I mean, they're going to the set up the other thing. The third act of that is setting up the Doctor Strange film, really. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's all all right. I, I do think some of it's me. I, I do agree with what you said off air that I think some of it is just a bit of fatigue for it. They're producing too much, and most of it's pretty mediocre. Because what were we going to get re- originally last year? Because I know Black, you know, because before the pandemic hit, we were going to get Black Widow like early summer, weren't we? Yeah, F- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Soldier should have been the first series out of the gate, and that makes sense really when you look at it, because mm. it's it's a little bit more straightforward and and plays on stuff we know. Whereas WandaVision was at least. You can argue about the depth of it, but it was very different. Um, <clears throat> what if I hated? I thought three of the nine episodes were all right, and the other six were virtually unbearable. Um, Hawkeye's all right. Um, I just think it's all a bit mediocre, and I, I don't know if it's a hangover after the last phase, or what, or whether they're just casting their net too wide for directors. You know, they they got Chloe Zhao in to do like Eternals. Well, she's in a hot film person. You go and watch Nomadland, and it's like she's made the superhero mm. version of that, really. And it's she's just not suited to it. Ah, oh, there he is, Jonathan Banks, best known these days. He was in. He was a bad guy, like a henchman in Bob Beverly Hills Cop. He's yeah. probably best known to mo- modern audiences, he, decades older for Breaking Bad, and is in Forty Hours Later, and um, yeah. he's been in there. He he. Before he was a Breaking Bad, he was always like, like one of those actors who was like, "Oh, it's this guy." He keeps yeah. popping up in in yeah. stuff. Well, of course, he's bald now, a lot heavier, a lot older, and even gruffer. So it, it's visibly the same man, but it's a very different stage of his life. And mm-hmm. he's great in Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, last series of Better Call Saul is coming fairly soon, I think. Oh, this that's a ropey effect. Look, stop motion. Stop motion uh, miniatures of them. Yeah, there are parts of it that didn't kind of really largely hold up. Uh, to be fair, it's really good for its time, but that looks awful. And I, I'm not going to be too hard on it. No, I think what a, what a, a, a lot of films this era do kind of start falling apart, especially you know if they're if you're on like streaming or if you're in high definition, for example, okay. the, the cracks do kind of show, obviously, it's depending on the production with, values. Yeah. Like, for example, I, I think some of the some of the grum- what I call the grumbling effects. Um, so, like, obviously the the Mogwai, the Cape Fairy ones, are kind of look okay. Um, but I kind of think some of them do look a, a little yeah. bit rapey. I like the sort of the veiny effect in the ears, for example. Um, now now we've got the final. <laughs> we got the final act of the Rod Hole story now. I was going to say this is it. From <laughs> point of that fateful day. What was he doing on the bloody? He climbed roof? on top of his roof and then fell off. Attacked the emu. Fun fun fact: uh, the person playing his wife was the original Audrey. In uh, Little Shop Horrors, the sixties one. Oh, there we go. Fun fact. Which you can kind of see when you look at like the the Rick Moranis one. You kind yeah, of see like the three lines, Because she's, she's ditzy, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. I think that might be stable. It, what the original wasn't a musical. Yeah. No. Um, I haven't seen the original either, but nor have I. I've no. only seen the version with. I was taken to the cinema to see it when I was a kid. 
I've seen it once or twice since. I remember loving it. It was great. And it, 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 it you can totally see how it would work fantastically as a stage musical. Mm. He doesn't do well in these films, does he? If Arnold Schwarzenegger shoots him when he's just trying to... Yeah, yeah, you can see it, totally. Built to be a comedy actor. See, would would we assume that um, he he dies in this film, but we see him in a sequel? I forget, because did we see him later on? I, I don't remember, honestly. I, it must be 20 years since I've seen the second Gremlins film. Um, and I've not seen this one in maybe 15 that, that those are guesses, by the way. There's there's no way I've seen either of them within the last ten years, and if I had to guess, it's been like fifteen and twenty. Yeah, that that appears to be death, doesn't it? I do remember the chairlift bit. Oh, I remember this little bit with the just him just trying to post the letter. So they're 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 halfway between murderous and like schoolboy prank. <laughs> See, this is why it's kind of like um, it was popular with like kids because it had this kind of juvenile, light-hearted kind of element yeah. to it. It's got quite a light tone to it for the most part. Yeah. It's it is just one of those films that you just look at because we we sit and talk about these films. We have done for like six years or so now. And we sit and talk about these films and we talk about their production and the green lighting. And, and occasionally we'll talk about a film where they didn't get a further sequel because maybe it didn't do so well. And we've had conversations about the what the likely decisions behind green lighting and not green lighting a film is. So you start thinking about marketing and we've we've done films where they didn't do too well, even though they were good. And, you, you know, it's more, so it's always in the conversation somewhere. And I just look at this film and go, how on earth do you market it? Um, but it was a different time. Mm. I mean, you had boobs in PG films occasionally and stuff like that. So I just think it was, it was a strangely in film wise, slightly more permissive era, really. But then this was R rated, so I don't know. So, sorry. It's probably my guess is. This is probably when they were making it. They were thinking this is just going to be like a whimsical. This is going to be a horror movie, but with more comedic, comedic tones. Yeah. And I think, especially with like the score, came out a bit more light-hearted, kind of jovality. Jo- yeah. Um. So I think I think well, I, mean, I think when they were set it, up making it, they were thinking that this was yeah. probably going to be like R-rated, kind of, but um, comedic. Horror, film, horror movie, but they were just sort of more, um, should we say, light-hearted um, stuff that that play towards kids um, as well in there. So it it is. So it so, is. I think, so something sometimes it something's just develop that that just out Their the film when way. you make it rather than when you can see yeah. rather than when you can see it. It's very like uh, it is a bit. It does feel like an Amblin film. It does feel like something Spielberg would have been making had he been inclined to try to make a horror film for mm. kids or something. I remember, I remember the scene with the chairlift. 
that's one of the first things that springs to mind to me with me. Because wasn't the Burbs something like that as well? Well, the Burbs was Joe Dante as well, but I think it's that kind of suburban California living. Mm. It's got that feel to it. I mean, JJ Abrams, again, that was um... JJ Abrams did something similar with Super Eight. That, that, to all intents and purposes, was a love letter to Spielberg. Bit of a totally confused one, but it mm. felt Spielberg. It felt like he was mimicking. Yeah, it felt like he was mimicking that. He's a pretty good mimic, if nothing else. And you always have these slightly broad characters. She just looks mm. like, you know, she's the town's kook, you know. Slightly miserable, doesn't answer the door to yeah. people. She's the town's potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, water. Nice of them to... They, they turned up to do a song for her. She's so ungrateful. <laughs> I, I do like this song. But yeah, anyone listening along with this, uh, it's worth a look, this film, if you haven't seen it. It's just, it's almost part of that sort of early to mid 80s sort of, it's got that filmic language of that era. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it is in, it's it's in the same era as Poltergeist, E.T., Back to the Future, uh, some of the John Hughes films. Um, it feels of a piece with all of those. It, it, it is so of its era. Such a strange way. I know Jonathan Banks always plays such gruff, quite nasty characters. To see him there open-mouthed with shock is quite funny. And of course, the, they don't multiply in the snow, so that's weird. Well, because it's, it's that fake Hollywood snow. Uh, yeah, because it's probably <laughs> lakes, yeah. <laughs> they smell fresh afterwards. <laughs> oh, God. And of course, they you know just drive off. <laughs> Don't try help him at all. No, God, no. They look quite dangerous. So yeah, just drive. They've done something to the brakes or something, haven't they? They've done something mm. to the car. I don't know where that would be with in relation to the rest of the Universal backlot, but. Of course, if you look it up up these places, they've got all different sections to them. Do you know what I mean? It isn't yeah. just that Back to the Future square. You know, you can go and visit the set of Psycho and all that sort of thing, the house. Yeah, it would be there, cool Becca. to walk around, wouldn't it? Yeah. Becca, you had time over there. Did you ever go anywhere like that? Sorry. <laughs> Did you ever go? To, have you ever been to the set of uh, the Psycho, the hotel? Seem to remember yes, having a conversation. Um, I don't know if it's included these days because it's very old now. Um, and so yeah, I've done I've done the VIP tour, yeah. where you go all the way, literally all behind the scenes. You're there for the entire day, mm. and you kind of go behind the scenes as many different sets that, that you can. Um, I think when I went and did that, I think um, Desperate Housewives was very popular at the time, um, and part of that. I think what, what what was the I can't remember what it's called, but what was the Wisteria Lane set? Part of it was closed off because they were filming at the time. Um, 
BA, you can't you were literally there all day and you got to, got to see all the sets, all the TV shows, um, anything that's being made, you kind of, you know, happen to bump into the cast, you could meet them, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, if you go to Universal um, and do like the studio tour, um, you can see uh, Back to the Future, you can see Ghostbusters Housewives, you can see, um, oh gosh, yeah, all the classic movies. Um, Jaws, Psycho, I think World of the Worlds might still be there. I think, I know that a couple of years ago they got rid of Whoville, which is just like behind the the um the psycho house when they did the remake um which i was so happy when they got rid of it because it's so annoying because you could see it from the back and it's just like oh my god just ruins the skyline um yeah that was actually saved it's going to be demolished um but it's actually saved as part of a um a big campaign um i want to say around 2017 2018 um so well people fans all kind of got together and basically said look you know we're going to preserve this preserve this set for the nation um, and the park, you know, agreed to kind of, you know, to kind of put, put and try and do it up a little bit um, and try and make something of it. Um, but yeah, I can highly recommend, obviously, maybe don't only travel when it's very safe to do so. Um, but yeah, if you're, even if you if you live nearby and you want to go to Universal, I highly recommend doing it, do the studio tour. It is mind-blowing, really interesting. If you've got any interest in the movies at all, highly, you know, highly recommend it. Uh, Fast and Furious was another big one as well. That was really cool. Um, see a lot of practical effects, how they achieved a lot of the pyrotechnic effects as well. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah, because I went eons ago, so I don't even know what they got now. Actually, a friend of mine was there recently, and I was like, please tell me you went to Universal. Oh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely go if I was in that part of the world, yeah. I'll have to find out. Um, yeah, and, yeah, to answer your question. See, that, yes, that gremlin is spilling beer all over itself. Yeah, does that count? <laughs> does that count as water? I don't know. So don't get them wet unless it's got well, barley it, and hops. Well, you know, you, it's got, yeah, barley hops or any you, kind of alcohol content. You can only see the the um, the, bo- the bottom of him, so you know it could be shitting out your gremlins. <laughs> oh, look at that! I think if they ever make the, the next film in the series, they'll have to be really specific about what they can and can't do. So don't get them wet, right? Okay, what constitutes water? You know, is it beer, alcohol? They've don't feed that. them. What can you they... feed them? Anything, you know. Yeah, they've ruined I, that. I want a laminated guideline. Just laminated <laughs> guideline, please. Ten points, at least. What happens if you move After time midnight, zones? Which time if zone you live you across the road from a different time zone, can you take them across the road, give them can a chicken t- leg, <laughs> and then just walk back? If you live in a different state where you're an hour ahead or an hour behind, what do That's you do? That's what I mean. Yeah, if you're, if you're near, like, the gap, you know, to mountain time or something, you can drive... But exactly, what are you going to do? Can... You can drive back into sort of, I don't know, Seattle or something. Give them Especially some in a big country like America, you go through many different time zones. Well, four. Obviously. <laughs> Russia's got 11. Well, this is it. That's International. So it's got to be something about the, the general playfulness about the gremlins themselves, that that probably, like, speaks to younger audiences. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're more sort of naughty than anything yeah. else. I mean, they're violent with it, but you know what I mean? But they're almost like cartoon characters, because obviously... mischief-making, yeah. They're yeah. just they're singing carols and getting pissed and, like, smoking and... And, and you know, and doing, like, you know, flash dance. <laughs> I don't know what this is, yeah. Yeah. Be honest, I fancy Jennifer Beals much more. (laughs) Mm. 
This film, it could be a bit shorter, couldn't it? How long is it? About an hour and three quarters. Yeah, pro- probably. Because this is just pearly. I love the fact she's still staying to work the bar for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication. Do, do you think at the end of the evening, the boss is going to like check the till, check the amount of beer sold and just sack her? Because I can't <laughs> imagine she's getting paid for these. Oh, light, yes. She's mm. quite clever. Yeah, she's married to Kevin Klein. The first thing I think of when I think of Kevin Klein is always a fish called Bonder. Not Wild Wild West. Not Wild Wild West. Not that's Dave. Where ca- that's where they cast him as the funny guy and Will Smith as the straight one. That was just well thought through. Or was it the other way around? I can't remember. Now. Whichever way around it was, it didn't make any sense. Um, Dave was okay. In and out. Yeah, but Fish Called Wanda was brilliant. I think he might have taken an Oscar for that. It took me years to watch Wild Wild West. Probably only saw it about four or five years ago. Because uh, I just never fancied it. And it was Along with the giant spider. It's not great. It's quite forgettable, isn't it? That's the thing. I couldn't tell you much about it. Now, obviously, the giant spider, would I remember that if it wasn't for the fact that Kevin Smith told the story yeah. for so long? Um, I don't remember very much about it. I just remember thinking... Because he had almost a spy element to him, the Will Smith character in it. And I just sort of think that there was potential there. That That is a series that could have been done very, very well. But that wasn't it. Probably wrong choice of director. It just seemed a bit kind of all Who wrong did it? all the way around. Oh, um, did it? it did Guided Men in Black. Barry Sonnenfeld? Yeah. Okay. See, again, it's one of those things where the choice makes sense. You've just been in Men in Black. That's been a massive hit. Yeah, You've winning enjoyed... combination. Also, and think... then they come to Wild Wild West and it's like, Kevin Klein, you. And it's just like, you know, you can see why he chose that over a project that he probably didn't understand in the matrix um but obviously it, well, it, it, it would have been a gamble as well because it's completely it would have been a huge gamble didn't pay it, off it, it's like pre-deadpool all those ryan reynolds choices where you just go well i saw why he chose that you know, r.i.p.d or you know with an oscar winner on a kind of modern reinterpretation of of a Men in Black type film. It just happened to fail. He gets a Disney animation, but he happens to get one of their weakest ones. And, you know, uh, Marvel becomes a big thing. And it's like, DC are going to do it. We'll start you off. You know, you can start off and be the, the Iron Man of this series, basically. Mm. The, you know, the the guy we hang the first phase off. And, it, and it's the director of, like, a couple of very successful James Bond films and The Mask of Zorro, which was a decent adventure film. And it, you can just see on paper while all those choices were made. This is her telling the story about mm. her dad dying in the chimney. Gizmo's cognition's really good. He's looking quite moved by the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're quite expressive, aren't they? Actually, considering. Mm. Like the faces on the creatures are actually quite cleverly done, quite cleverly realised. 
I was about to say, where can I buy a gizmo? Mm. But cha- Channel 9, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby gizmo. I'm sure you are getting one soon, so watch out. Yeah, you can get a plush doll gizmo on Amazon. Yeah, you can't buy them. You sort of press they a button vary, and they, they sing they, and they go, they sort of and sing that song. quality, because the third one I've seen, it looks much better than the first two. They've even got a, pop, a Funko Pop. Yeah, you can buy a Funko Pop one, whether you want it or not. Mm. I think you can buy a, a Mogwai and a Gremlin. Okay, let's have a look. It's a good uh, punchline to that monologue. That's how I found out there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> Which was nice. Which was nice. And then I found the original copy of the Bible. Which was nice. Then we found the Holy Grail. <laughs> this is turning into like the Far Show podcast. But as you know, listeners, when we talk about movies on our commentaries, we talk about anything but. And again, we mean anything B-U-T, not B-U-T-T for American We don't just talk assholes all the time. No, just some of the time. We also talk about cheeks as well. Cheeks, yeah. Don't be cheeky. So there we are. That's the universal backlot leading down to the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Where Marty would fly. Where that last lamppost is is more or less where Marty hit the thing to send him back to. Yeah, because there's the actual cinema where. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can actually see that. I just have a look on the Universal website and do the studio tour last hour. And it says you can do course and set design so you see like earthquake jewels. so on the, on the right of shot is the clock tower and all the rest of it king it's kong just, back to the future obscured by smoke and fast and the furious that was it i bet they're all together someplace dark well it is night that's very likely well it is night time you know dark what year is it What's showing? Some animated thing. I'm quite sure what that is. Well, that's convenient. What? Ha- having all of them in one place. It's probably opening night for whatever the film is. Hmm. When did they get together and have a chat like, let's see a film? <laughs> let's go see a movie. Do you know how to work Well, I, I want to know is how, how they know how to work it. Well, they don't really. Yeah, That's a mess. That's not really Yeah, working. but they figure it out, though. I'm not sure I'd be able to figure it out. No. Let's press a button, though. Real, so they're going straight to reel four which means basically about an hour into the film. And it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, opening night for that one. (laughs) (laughs) So 1938, I think it is. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. (laughs) 
I don't actually know if uh, Gremlins is on any of the streaming services at the moment. I, d- I don't know where it would be. I do not know. Because an awful lot of these things would distribute. Is it not on Disney Plus now? That's what I was just thinking. Oh, even, even though it's, uh, what did we say it was? It wasn't Universal. What was it? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers wouldn't always be on Disney, but they 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 often have some very strange arrangements for home release. Like you'll see a film that was out mm-hmm. from a different studio, and it'll be Buena Vista at home, and that's that's Disney. No, it's not on Disney Plus. It's not. The characters created by Disney, Disney Plus is a strange platform now because I was watching The Last Jewel on it, which is not a very Disney product earlier. No, it's because it's they've had a few different other mergers, haven't they? So yeah, it, it might be on now at the moment. Now TV. Gremlins isn't on Netflix, but Ghostbusters ET Labyrinth. It's Labyrinth. There's a film I've not seen for a long time. Which one? Labyrinth. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh, we've got to watch it. If there's any reference to Christmas in it, we can cram it in somewhere. Ghostbusters. I don't think it's really a Christmas film. As is the 2016 version. Love Actually, if we've done that one. (laughs) We've done that one. Yeah, I don't think it's really a Christmas film. What, Love Actually? It's oh, no, Love in, Actually is. Yeah, that's a Christmas film. Set in the run <laughs> Christmas. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. No, I didn't fancy it at the time. No. no you got to rent it. Gremlins 2, the new batch. That's set in the city, isn't it? See yourself on TV. Okay. So, we're getting towards the end now. 20 minutes to go, unfortunately. Now, that would be going to credits very soon, but... So they lock them in. Underground. What is this? I bet they're not following Snow White very well. No, probably not. <laughs> They've started with Real Four. That that's an error in my view. But they end up in the department store, don't they? Yeah. That's a cliche in filming it, the hands just coming through. Yeah, but a bit of a real hand at that moment. It's also cliche, like, that being able to hold them. Like, sort of just putting, like, a chair or something against, like... Yeah, there are about four dozen. Yeah, that's going to hold it, no problem. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, what a waste of decent film stock. (laughs) Sacrilegious, sacrilegious. It was Cattle Queen of Montana playing there in 1955. A a Ronald Reagan film. Fun fact. And then in the 80s, it was a porn cinema. Oh, that's that's sad, isn't it? Which was very public-spirited of a then-elderly Ronald Reagan to get involved in all that while he was president. I wonder imagine if it was more Ronald popular Reagan. as that kind of cinema. Imagine if Ronald Reagan was assigned that cinema and he just had to film anything they showed in there. <laughs> We're going over to porn. That's all right. We'll, we'll just suck Crossing you off under the, under the uh, Resolute <laughs> desk. We'll just put a camera under there. Crossing over to prawn.
Okay. I can't remember why they're going in here. They, they found Stripe. Oh, or, okay. Or Spike. Is it Stripe or Spike? Stripe. I always thought it was Spike, but it is Stripe. Just Spike's the monster. Up. Yeah, he would have a Mihika, wouldn't he? You know, because he's like punk. He's a... Yeah, yes. Stripey. He's cute, though. Probably find after all this, if you feed them after midday, they go back. Be all right. <laughs> yeah, just don't, just, just don't do it after oh, yeah, midnight. Oh, midday is fine. You smash the tone up. All you had to do was give them a bourbon at like, lunchtime. <laughs> and we could get a promotional tie-in with bourbons, Chris, for the third entry. <laughs> That's something I've mentioned for a while on the, the show. Official, the official biscuit of Do You Expect Us To Talk. Eat a bourbon with your cup of tea or coffee. Yes, a bourbon with a cup of tea. Uh, a bourbon, Chris. I'm sure you said bourbon there. Oh, don't, sorry. Don't eat John Bourbon. Just... <laughs> did we ever send some to Ken? I'm sure we did. Ken bought some when he was over. He bought some when he came over. Yeah, then he, he's ordered them on Amazon and everything. I think I've... I've, I've <laughs> he's a convert. I've raised a monster there. They, they are good, yeah. for, they are good like, dunking biscuit, aren't they? They're a great dunking biscuit, Chris. Don't underplay it. <laughs> There are levels of Dunkin' Biscuit, and that is at the high point. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of Rocky IV, um, Rocky not only ended the Cold War, but gave everyone listening an erection with that speech, right? Yeah. Bourbons, bourbons are like that. <laughs> Although we don't recommend dunking your an erection in a cup of tea. I need to see the new Rocky, the Rocky IV cut. I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the excesses are toned down. Like, it, it is fundamentally the same film. In yeah. My, my wife has seen Rocky one and two now, and she will watch them all. I, I don't think she's keen to watch them in a very truncated period of time, but she's surprisingly, she didn't really want to watch it, but she said she'd watch the first one to see how she got on with it and quite liked it. Mm. So, like, we'll get to it. I don't think if you've never seen them, it matters which version you see. Um, but there are a few differences. Um, they've excised the robot completely. The what you know, Uncle Pope Paulie's sex robot. Yeah, he's not <laughs> in it. There's a few things from more from Drago's perspective, like when he comes up into the ring and James Brown's singing, you still get James Brown. Mm. But I actually, for a while, thought he wasn't going to be there because you were seeing it much more from his perspective. Um, little things, little beats that made them look cruel, like when Apollo was quite close to being killed. Um, you saw Bridget Nielsen sort of take a draw on the other guy's cigarette. Well, that shot is still there, but it's at the start of the fight. So it's not it's not as like cruel and heartless. Yeah. They've excised some of her dialogue, which I think might have a bit of history to why. And, you know, at the end where he gives his speech and he's like, if I can change and you can change, everybody can change. He kind of shouts it in a very sort of triumphant way. And then it cuts to music in this film. He, it's a different take. He just says anyone can change. He says it like much calmer. And it, and it is fundamentally a better film. Yeah, but it, but it's not transformed. It's still feature length montage. It's still got excess in it, but he's he's thought much much more about the cut, and he's gone for a much less triumphant 
tone in it. And it yeah, because what it and, seems to be, like, he seems to, like, gone back and, like, and recut using, like, other takes. And then, like, he, he no, has. He, it's just, it's like, no, that's like better. 40, it, it's about a minute or two longer than the original cut mm. or shorter, whichever way around it is. Let's just say it's roughly the same length, right? Because a couple of minutes is neither here nor there. But it's, like, 40 minutes new footage on a 92-minute film or something. So a lot of it has been replaced, but it's like when they sit with Apollo uh, and Apollo's explaining he wants to fight again, that's mm. a much more sensible scene. They've they've slightly recut the press conference, which gets out of hand. It still gets out of hand, but it's just slightly better done. Yeah. Um, everything about it is just a little bit better. It's more still thought through. The, more thought through and, and, like I say, less of an obnoxious tone because what he actually says from the perspective of a not over bright boxer, you know, I wasn't welcomed here tonight. I've seen some changes. I've thought about what's going on. So if I can change, you know, a dumb boxer and you can all change and give me your support, maybe everybody can change. Mm -hmm. That's not in itself a bad sentiment. It's just in the original film, he kind of almost howls it and it just becomes ridiculous. The cut used in this film is far, far better. And the last shot of the film, I nearly took a picture of it and sent it to you. Because do you remember the original cut of Rocky was supposed to be him and Adrian exiting the arena together hand in hand, as they used on the poster? That's the last shot of this film. Oh, okay. Um. You know, all the same flaws are there. It, mm. This is your whole life here. Uh, you can't win, Rocky. The You know, the montage of mm. driving and all the rest of it. They spend a little bit longer at the funeral. Um, the takes are less triumphant. The robot's gone. They haven't characterised Dolph quite as heartless. He still says if he dies, he dies. But just that, the overall effect of the film is just that bit better. Yeah, I think they've gone for a bit more... Because I, mem- I remember seeing some of the... Um... Sort of the, the, there's there's um like an hour long like um, interview with um, Stallone where he's like literally in the process of editing it and like yeah. going through it and he's like talking through like his decisions yeah. and things like that and he's like oh and you like grow older you mature a bit and you kind of like go back and sort of you rectify your mistakes and you kind of like this is kind of like what's well, kind of cool and he's going through like yeah. the scene with Adrian and it's sort of just letting scenes have a bit more of a beat. It's like it yeah, feels right. I think they cut. I think they cut out the wedding anniversary yeah. stuff. But 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 you um, meant, but the way you like you mentioned about like how Apollo when when Apollo like goes in, he's like he, he's telling he's telling Rocky that <laughs> we don't change. You know, he's like he, he makes point that that's kind of like the point. Like Apollo dies because the way he sees sees it, it's like we don't change. Then There's still some of that there. Rocky, Rocky, both I'm Rocky sure, and Drago both change in, the, in that fight. I, I'm sure he says something along, you know, in the original cut of the film, he says, that's easy for you to say, you're still on top and mm. all that sort of thing. That's all still there. But there's an element of them sat talking. I seem to remember in the original cut, they sat around like a dining table. Mm. And I, I think in the new film, there's a bit of that, but I think there's a bit where they sat outside or something. There's definitely like an alternate version of the scene. And it's still got all the same flaws. He shouldn't still be fighting, but it's just a much more reasonable conversation. Mm. And there's a little bit more Adrian in it. it it's um, all the flaws that are there with Rocky, not in the specifics, because some of the specifics are things like the robots are a bad idea, etc. So some of the specifics are gone, but the general 
flaws of four are still there, but they're significantly softened. Softened. Mm. It's a better, it's a better cut of the film. The other thing they've done is the fight at the end. I read this. I wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't read it to point it out. Uh, they've softened some of the foley effects on the punches. They sound less like fucking explosions. Mm. So it's definitely a much more mature. It, that, he's been doing that since Rocky Balboa. He said, "I want it to sound a little bit more like real punches." Um, so it's it it is a more mature piece of work, but he is still working with the same base materials, yeah. which was something he made at a time of, in his life when he was Mister Muscles and all, all the sort of power had gone to you know celebrity had gone to his head. Um, but it, it, yeah, it it's mm. it's better. That's all I can say. Having said that, if you've never seen it, and I'm just taking my wife through the films, and it's easier, for example, to get hold of the original cut, it would just be like, neither's that great. What? Just watch this one. Mm. So anyway, uh, just back to this quickly. We're at the very end of the film now. Spike got was in the strikes. Stripe, sorry, was in the um, fountain, about to reproduce, yeah, and they've got sunlight on him, so he's just about to explode or melt. Well, it's a bit of both, actually. I'm, mm. I'm sh- isn't there an explosion of it at the end? I can't remember. Mm. That's very that's very end of t- Raiders. Um, well, there's even a guy in a fedora watching it. <laughs> Probably. Um, um, Stop footage of uh, crocodiles eating someone in a red... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although it's an 80s film, we can confirm there's no footage of 1977 Roger Moore in the opening credits, which <laughs> I think is a film's loss. Off topic, just heard back from my friend who's in America at the moment. Sadly, she didn't get to go to Universal, so which is a shame. But oh, well. If you've I know, not, really random. Sorry if you've that. not been to Universal and have nothing to add on the subject, write to us at expectantforthalkinggmail.com. No. <laughs> Something you didn't talk about for half the film. Yeah. It's skeleton melts. That's yeah, pretty hardcore for a kid because that thing's still sort of breathing its last, even though mm. it's virtually melted. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Oh my god! Mm. Yes, it's not really, not really a kids' film, really, is it? I don't think in the traditional sense. I think, I think the look and feel is all that really interests me. It's a surprisingly slow film for its running time. Well, it is, you know, um, I just kind of, cause I haven't seen this probably in a well, good few uh, years now. And I, I, I thought, oh, actually, was, even though it's like an hour and a bit, well, not an hour right. a bit, an hour and a half. And I, I thought just, it was ready to finish about half hour ago. Um, yeah. I'm never going to call it a bad film. It's quite interesting. Oh, I recognise that guy. What was he in? He was in Teen Wolf. He was the guy on the news is the PE teacher in oh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. That's a film I haven't seen for a long time. Yeah. Well, Michael J. Fox is a bit embarrassed by it. I don't know why it's not bad. It's a kids' film, sorry. And I, it, it, you know, it's always going to be one or two films that you look back on, and you must be a little bit like, I regret making that. Or unless you're Nick Cage, in which case it's fucking. Oh, I love the movie effects. Oh, I didn't know that. And Peter Cullen. Ah, has had half the cast of Transformers in it. Well, you're a bit ahead of us. The the old the old uh, uh, Asian guy has just turned up to collect. uh, I nearly said Mowgli again. I'm so so far ahead. I'm going to turn it off. That's all right. Sold. Interesting choice of words. Sold to the highest bidder. So, I'm suggesting that this guy never spills water at all, ever. (laughs) Very clean. Very clean. You teach him to watch television.
this guy is only about a year older than me, the father. That's just ridiculous how people aged back then. He's at least about 46 here. Oh, Looks about 60. We're having this discussion on a yeah, but you do, thread you, the other day. It's you like you do find that. It's, it, it's, a, it's a running joke in... Um, with, with me, with me and uh, my fiance, because um, we watched like a like an old like an early nineties episode of like Crystal Maze, and you like see people's like profile come up their ages, and it's like, and you think you play guess how old they are, and they'll say oh, like, no. oh, I'm nineteen. You're like, you look like in your like late twenties. Like, you well, I, 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 I do remember. I don't know why it's stuck in my mind, but I remember when I was a kid watching like the local news, and they interviewed some guy at his house about some disturbance with neighbours or something, right? And it said, 47-year-old, and I've never forgotten that, because when it cut to him, I thought, my God, it's 47-year-olds look old, and I've never <laughs> forgotten that, because he had a comb over, a huge beer gut, and he looked about 70. Oh, and it's like, I'm that age in a couple of years. <laughs> That's <just> like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the worst one for it is watching Bullseye. Yeah. But I think they come from a certain gene pool anyway. Yeah, bull, Bullseye's are like sort of special sort of time and place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's it's basically uh, populated entirely by people who spend every night at working man's clubs. Playing darts. Playing yeah, darts. On, on, yeah, era, every, every, every week do like the weekly you know, local darts tournament. Yeah, so their diets are a bit odd, and not only that, they're probably in a smoky environment because that was pre the yeah. smoking. So they just age differently, and they say, "Yeah, I'm 30," and you look at them and you go, "Fuck off!" And then, yeah, these two guys are in the Midlands get to fight over a speedboat at the end. Such What's a running joke that they'd always be from like Birmingham or something, and they'd, yeah. win, a, they'd win a speedboat between two of them. About 150 miles from the coast, but all right. <laughs> that dog's very polite seeing him off like that. Take care. Yeah, they always say, well, we've had a good day, Jim. We've had a good day, so I'm not going to go for the... Yeah. There's an old man walking towards a, a, a big painting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's very, very matte painting. In fact, that is very much a matte painting, isn't it? Looks oh like he's, he's on quite a small soundstage there because it's painted in from about 20 yards in front of him. Hmm. You can never... You, you can tell. You can tell. They're fictional, so I'm not too worried. No, it's okay. It just... It'll stand out more. Yeah, I do remember, and I, I didn't want to like ruin anything by saying it, but the last time I saw Gremlins, I remember not enjoying it as much as I did as a kid. Uh, it's still worth seeing because it's a very atmospheric film and it is a bit of a Christmas classics now, particularly mm. for our generation. So it's always worth going through. But I can't say I think it's a great film, but then we did Jingle All The Way last year. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Apologies, yeah. folks. But yes... Um... I mean, so so far, I'm looking pretty good. I mean, I, I did It's a Wonderful Life in Scrooge, and my next choice is really good, too. Yeah, yeah and what did I, I... I picked Love Actually and Jingle All The Way. So. Yeah, that's all right. That's good fun. 
you don't want every film to be i never want to be a bad movie podcast but i always want to do bad movies and this wasn't one this was all right but it's not um, yeah because you think so you what you want you want films that bring up conversation so sometimes they're sometimes good films you've got you've sometimes you have to be you want to praise good films i, I just think it'd be the most depressing thing in the world certain people of certain uh, temperaments can do it how, how did this get made i'll listen to forever um, not every episode, because sometimes I haven't seen the film, but I never tire of that. But I would tire of creating that. I would tire of, like, let, what pile of shit are we talking about this week? And it is it is good. As funny as it can be to, like, slate things, we like to sit and praise and talk about what's good in things. So you need a bit of a mixture. And, and Jingle All The Way was great, because I'd never seen it. I had to watch it first just to know what it was that was coming. You can't commentate on something you yeah. haven't seen. Um, but we've done a bit of everything and we've done things from different eras. You know, this, this is, this is 80s. Next year's will be 80s. Um, in fact, the last couple of years, we've done more 80s than anything else, actually. Mm. But we've done some 90s and we've done some 40s and 2000s. So, yeah, as the years are going by, we're racking up quite a few of these. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we've got quite a few ideas, obviously, Home Alone. Christmas vacation. Yeah, we'll do Home Alone one year. It's a, when I say it's unlikely to be my choice, that isn't that I don't want to do it. It's just that, like, my brain probably won't run to that. But someone mm. will choose Home Alone. Um, we know next year we're cheating a bit. We're doing a Thanksgiving film. We're doing Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Uh, Spoiler. Uh, we talked about it before. I don't mind um, saying that at all. Um, yeah, so... We may even do it a bit earlier, just to fit the time, like early December, maybe. maybe. We'll see. We may even choose to do two next year. I'll take my choice, and then sort of Chris can choose Christmas, maybe. We'll we'll see. Um, but, you know, as long as it's kind of cold temperatures and heading home for holidays, I don't really mind too much. We're coming towards the end of the credits now, so as for me, you can find me at, on, uh, at the Pasty Kid 1976 on Twitter. Oh, you can find me on some Trunks. You can also find all the episodes on Podbean now, which is uh, well. You can always find all the episodes. They'll be linked up in the, in the website in cinematrights.co.uk. But it's on Podbean, uh, and uh, you still find it on iTunes and Spotify and all that jazz. Should all be on there slowly but surely. But yes, you can find find us all there and YouTube. Yeah, so you can find us all across social media. Do you expect to talk? If it was on Facebook, do you expect to talk? Twitter at expect to talk. YouTube, do you expect to talk? And as Chris said, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, anywhere you like to listen to your podcast. Um, what you can do is, I'm going to rip this off another well-known podcast as well. Um, if you want to leave us a glowing five-star review and a rating, it helps us to rank higher and attract more listeners. Um, perhaps say you're on one platform you might be on Podbean or Podbay and leave us a nice review why not go on to another platform perhaps Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us another review there as well that's a good idea if you've got like 90 seconds to spare why not do that that'd be really helpful thank you very much okay um well as this sort of stands apart from our regular series I'm just going to sign off by saying Merry Christmas to you all thank you for your support this year apologies it's been a little bit patchy and we'll see you in the new year Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.